brings diehard sports fans together as one big family through tailgate and road trips. Now the guys from Green Legion are bringing the tailgate to the airwaves. Quimby, Hollis Tank Thomas, Michael Diaz, and Chris Sack always keep the party going, so crack a beer, take a shot, and join the virtual tailgate now on Green Legion Radio. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Everybody, Sam is shipping up to Boston to celebrate with her hero, Tom Brady. That was our special Dropkick Murphy tribute to Super Sam Ross. Cannot wait to celebrate with white girl wasted Tom Brady, everybody. (laughs) Well, uh, I, think, I think the song really should be Don't Rock the Boat, you know? Ah, <laughs> uh, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, another edition of Green Legion Radio live on Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM on Saturday from 1 to 3. That is our time slot right now. We have Jansen and Aton and Sean Brace taking care of all weekday shows right now. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Green Legion Radio. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, download us on iTunes and Google Play by searching for Green Legion Radio. You can also just download the iHeartRadio app. And you can get all three of our shows, Green Legion Radio, Ice to Shorts, Winter Sports, Get Tagged Happy Hour. Green Legion Radio is brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light. Thank you, John Dorenzi, for making all this happen for us. Stateside Vodka and Stateside Bourbon. That is premium distilled spirits right in Fishtown. MCS Construction Services, the largest residential contractor in the Philadelphia area. TheNextSip.com, COVID accepted and hands-free drinking. Just put it around your neck and sip Never have to touch it again. It's also great for children's birthday parties. All the Cavanaugh's restaurants, Cavanaugh's Riverdeck, Cavanaugh's Headhouse, Cavanaugh's Rittenhouse, Cavanaugh's University City, all the beautiful ladies over at Delilah's. Make sure you get over there and help all of them get through med school. And, of course, all of our City Fitness Philadelphia locations and across the bridge at Echelon Health and Fitness. Hollis. Yes, sir. What happened this week in sports history? What happened – this week in tank history. Well, today on Green Legion Radio, today is February the 13th, 2021. It's the 44th day of the year. There's 321 of these puppies remaining. We're going to start right off with national holidays. Today is National Pal- Palantine and Galantine Day. What? Palantine and Galantine Day, the day before uh, Valentine's Day. Palantine and Galantine, like a girlfriend, girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend. so that's the that's the date where you don't pay money to have sex. Yeah, uh, it's more for, it's more the date for losers that can't get anyone interested in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it only like, took Diaz forty years for his wife to fall in love with him. So that, the next, I'll take it to food. As as you could guess, today is National Crab Ragoons Day. Crab ragoon. Yes, delicious. Oh, I miss my Chinese food, baby. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> also, it's Tortellini Day. Oh. And we are on the radio, so today is also National World Radio Day. Nice. Got a couple of quick events for you here. We're going to start on February the 8th, 1936, with the very first NFL draft was here. The significance of it is the Philadelphia Eagles draft pick first. They picked, what's this kid's name? Jay Burwanger? Yes. Yeah, you're great. Yeah, baby. Yeah, way to go. Then, um, wait a minute. Wait, wait one second here. Wait. <laughs> okay, I, I almost messed my notes up there for a second. I had a bunch of notes here for today. 
Uh, we go also to February the 8th when the NFL and Cleveland, they, they decided to allow Art Modell to move to Baltimore but leave the Browns in Cleveland. Leave the Browns. If it's Brown, it goes down in Cleveland in 1996. He just left the name. He took the whole team. Yes, he took the whole team, yes. In 1961, on February the 9th, the L.A. Chargers moved to San Diego. Spanos. <laughs> Spanos is Crimmy's uh, favorite favorite owner. Spanos. So. I, I, yeah. I, I, I can I can name about nobody else that's a dumber owner than Spanos. <laughs> I got one. We'll talk about it later in the show. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Uh, and it, the the other the other event was February the 10th. Uh, 2002 it was the very first time since I had I, I had been living in Philadelphia. We were honored to host the NBA All Star Game. Ah, I remember that. And it, it's a uh, it's it's one more that I had I had to mention, and I don't know if any of you guys knew this one. This is a did you know moment. What what you know that the Boston Redskins, you know that they started out in Boston in, in until 1937 on February 13th they were allowed to move to Washington D.C. to become the football team. Really? Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that they were the Boston the Boston uh, football team I first. Didn't know that either. Well, we we should have figured out that all racist teams start in Boston <laughs> and then go out throughout the country. You know, hey. will, you, will you teach me to football? <laughs> I have that put put up, ready to go. I got a, I got a couple of quick birthdays here. Today is Chuck Yeager's birthday, nineteen twenty three. My favorite guy's birthday, Jerry Springer, nineteen forty four. In 1950, Peter Gabriel, uh, former teammate of mine, 1972, Charlie Garner, and uh, 1977, uh, receiver, Hall of Fame receiver, Randy Moss. Uh, today, today, I was just thinking about the very first time, this was around the time that they fired Ray Rhodes. And then we got Andy, we got Andy Reid. This was back when um, they let the new coaches um, – Come in and they get like they get at least five mini camps. You're only really allowed three when you're a, a, a reoccurring coach. So we came in on the first mini camp and we were at uh, we were at our, our favorite watering hole, Delilah's Den, and there was a new receiver here. I'm not going to mention his name, but he was back, he kept on um, aggravating one of our one of our one of one of uh, Green Legion's favorites, Bobby Taylor. He kept aggravating Bobby Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> eventually earning himself a ticket outside. So we still he told he he was telling us to come on let's go because he rode with one of us, uh, but we said we're gonna stay there and enjoy our time. They put you out, not us. Mm-hmm. So so as we were sitting there enjoying ourselves, later on the bouncer came back over and said, "Hey, we just knocked your boy out outside." <laughs> I was like, I'm like, oh. I was like, uh, so at had Carl, Carl Hankston, Carl Hankston, he, he went to school with Carl Hankston. So we get outside, and apparently he just woke up. And so uh, the kid, he, he he looked at us, and so why don't y'all come out when we? Why don't y'all come out when we said when they made, when they put us out? He was like, no, they put you out, and as, <laughs> and we can see why. But. But the punchline to this story is the next day at a, at a, at a, <laughs> at a team activity practice, he told the trainers that he got elbowed in the mm-hmm. eye playing basketball the day before. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, um, that looks like a fist friend. I'm not sure. But, then, <laughs> but that's, my, that's, my, that's my story for today. Uh, Ed Delilah's getting knocked out by the bouncer, a, rec- a receiver who actually did not make the squad. It was pretty funny, though. 
That's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. Good no stuff. Problem. All right, everybody. I think let's just jump right in, man. It's time for another segment it. of Kick-Ass or Jackass. And I believe Sackmaster's taking care of that this evening. Brother, you go. We're going to go around the horn from you, Hollis, me, Diaz, Super Sam. Get on it. Sounds great. So uh, being that you know the Eagles don't have an opponent, there's no Super Bowl, there's nothing going on, I figured I'd have a little bit of fun at your guys' expense. Plus, hey, plus, hey. A, plus a couple wild cards I've mixed in. So uh, I think we all can agree on this one, but I'll just ask the question anyway. Kick-ass or jackass? Hold on, hold on real quick, real quick. Sure. Because the good news is you're fired. <laughs> oh, Diaz, I beat you to it this week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've been fired, to be quite honest. I, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to work on that when I get back. <laughs> and, if I got, and if I got fired for that, uh, number one, Quimby Super Bowl prop bets. <laughs> Hollis, you first. The jackass. I don't think we won any money, so I was pretty much trashed uh, by the third quarter. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Quimby's Super Bowl prop bets, jackass. Hey, Zach, uh, Quimby bets in general, jackass, all right? So it's just flat jackass. I'm still ahead for the season. <laughs> I was following along with my dad, and I'm going to have to go with jackass. Yep, you're fired, too. The line of the night was Quimby in the text thread. There's still the second half. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I can guarantee you that's how it was said. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sorry. Kick keep ass. Going. All good. Kick ass or jackass? Delivering a baby with Diaz in the room. God bless Abby. Hollis. Jackass. <laughs> I can only imagine that was kick ass in the long run because I bet Abby. Spit that kid out so fast so Diaz would shut the hell up. Kick ass. Uh, the baby came out uh, being right right from the get-go, which was great. Um, it's kick ass, birthing any Diaz's across the world. Um, new member of Diaz Nation. Awesome job by Abby. Kick ass all the way, 100%. Kick ass for sure. <laughs> I'm going to say jackass because Diaz wasn't man enough because he can't handle blood. Uh, can't handle blood, so he wouldn't go to the to you know the other side of the curtain to announce the sex of the baby. So no 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 Diaz Philly Mike is all man 100% beefcake except I have two fatal flaws my kryptonite are heights and blood and that's okay still and all man over here all man. On the apple I'm just happy as hell that the Sixers weren't playing at the time because you would have been real jackass at the time. Uh, I think we've all joked around about this during the course of the beginning of the show here. Getting white girl wasted with Tom Brady. Hollis. <laughs> it looks like it was going to be pretty kick-ass, especially on the boat. I'm not going to lie. I, I would love an opportunity to get white girl wasted with Tom Brady. I would get some of those secrets out and on tape. I would have so much material for us. Kick-ass. I said this on Twitter. The official position of the Green Legion is for everyone to have as much fun as they can, as long as they don't hurt anybody else as mu- as often as they can. Kick ass, Tom Brady. Do it every day. I, I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to be on a boat with Tom Brady. I don't want to be on an island with Tom Brady. I don't want to be anywhere with Tom Brady. Well, you know, us and Dropkick Murphy are shipping you to Boston right yeah. after the show. <laughs> See, the thing that I love about it is, is that he showed that he's human. So I like to see that side of things. But avocado tequila, jackass. 
Oh, God. Well, I wonder how much money they gave him for that. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Kick-ass or jackass? Shopping for socks with Slash. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, is, this, is this a trick question? <laughs> It'll probably be kick-ass because I've had I'd have so much material and when we came back. <laughs> my 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 aunt Laura a few weeks ago, uh, a great aunt, my grandmother's sister passed away at uh, ninety-nine years old, hundred. She might have hit a hundred. Um, she. Every year for Christmas and my birthday, got me those long white with striped tube socks that Kyle wears. I swear to God, <laughs> if, I'd have, if I'd have kept every one of them, which I didn't, if I'd have kept every one of them and given him the slash when I met him, he would have never had to go shopping ever again the rest of his life. And Laura, God rest your soul. But uh, yeah, that, <laughs> jackass. And if, if you also handed down your socks to Slash, they would have been rock hard. Diaz. Ouch. <laughs> uh, I would think uh, kick ass. I don't think you shop. I think you just go on Amazon and it's over. Uh, I got nothing. I'm out. <laughs> really, I just slid that in there for the laughs and a nice shot at at, uh, at Slash. Got our boy who's not with us today. Yeah. Super Bowl party at Sam's house with Tom Brady as a starting quarterback. <laughs> mm. I think that would be jackass. It would be jackass. I, I think it would be kick-ass. I think she would be completely nuts. I think she'd be hobbling around, pissed off, and I would love to see that. Screaming at the television. Did anybody video your party? No, it was just me and my dad on my couch. That's a party. Yeah, okay. Well, you my dad made Tom one Brady, of me. You being forced to watch Tom Brady is a party. I cursed the whole time. <laughs> All right, just don't do it today because we don't have slash. But DS, I think that's jackass. I, I'm living with a one week old, and there'd be more whining in that basement with Sam and her dad than at my house. So jackass. <laughs> She's got nothing. I guarantee. Nothing? Yeah, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say jackass on that one because she would be so ticked off that she would forget to bring out the food and the snacks. Oh yeah. Oh no, that was out. That was out. I, 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 could, I could just see it at halftime. Get it yourself. <laughs> you wouldn't have to tell me that, right? Right? That's kick, funny. Kick ass or jackass? Spending an autumn Saturday morning hunting deer with Carson Wentz and Hollis. <laughs> I think it'd be kick ass. Just don't turn, just don't turn your back because I know Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to get Hollis up in a tree stand, jackass. Uh, I think it could be – I mean, Carson's there, but kick-ass. Can you imagine seeing Hollis and waiters standing in a pond looking for ducks? I mean, that, that's that's quite the scene. I'm going to say kick-ass on this one. Jackass, jackass. I'm going to say jackass, too, because there's no way any deer are coming near a tree stand with Hollis in it and him making all his grunting noises, especially him being ticked off at, at Carson. So it ain't happening. And speaking uh, of Speaking of howling. I don't know if you can hear it, but the howler monkeys are right behind me right I now. Can, I can hear it. This well, I was just can about you to, hear it? I was just well, about to ask you that. Yeah, they might they might be less than a hundred feet away right now. Hey, hey, Quimby, shut the hell up! Shut the <laughs> hell up! All right, <laughs> we don't need that. My baby's been alive for ten days. There's been snow on the ground every single day. I hate you. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Is that I've where got, we go with that? I've got hey, two left. Okay. And, and 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 just in case you wanted to know. Because the good news is you're fired. 
<laughs> Boom. All right, second to last. Going to a leadership seminar with Rex and Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Am, am I with am I with Rex? Am I sitting between them? Yes. Uh, it's kind of bru- it's going to be kind of brutal because I'm going to say kick ass because I probably I'm, I'm a narcissist. Uh, I'm narcissistically sadistic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say kick ass. I I I think that would be kick ass too. But you got to get Rob Valivas in there too. Ooh. Yeah. I don't want to make this more difficult. Are they both on the panel? Is Rex t- telling Rob Manfred about leadership? Are they sharing ideas? I don't know. I'm going to just say jackass because anything with Rob Manfred is where's jackass my, right now. Where's my, where's my damn Rexy uh, thing when you need it? The the leadership sign. Leadership! Leadership! Listen, no, Rexy. I'm going to go with jackass. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for, thanks say- for stopping the show again. I'll say kick ass as long as Rex is about 10 beers deep at this seminar, because if I can recall from when we were in Pittsburgh, when he got lit up and he was like going off about major league baseball, man, he will be in his ear all day and I'll just sit back and enjoy it. Last one, throwing darts with Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, because they seem (laughs) to be pretty good at it. <laughs> so, uh, I've, I've, it seems like I've done this before. <laughs> it was jackass then. It'll be jackass now. Jackass, jackass. You got to call your own shot. They just kind of throw it and goes all over. Hey, twenty, and it goes off the board. Jackass, <laughs> jackass, uh, jackass. Oh, there's there's Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager and Justin Jefferson. That's where we're going. Andre Diller, we didn't even meet him before the draft. We're going to pick him because the dart landed there. Yep, that's how it goes. We got comments coming in. I see uh, Rexy's with us. What's up, Rexy? Thanks for checking in. Oh, how did Rex like that, huh? That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Nice nice work on kick-ass or jackass. We got to take a break here. Our first one on Green Legion Radio. Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We'll be back right after this. All right, everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We are back for our next segment here, and we're going to get into a little bit of football. Yay, football. (laughs) Even though it's over, remember, the Philadelphia Eagles, your Philadelphia Eagles, are now undefeated, baby. They are now undefeated. All right, look. First thing I want to uh, bring up, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one to Diaz first because I I I know uh, football is next closest to the top of his list uh, than it is sack. I know your 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 Flyers, Phillies, uh, and then probably Eagles, Sixers. That's your your top four, right? Diaz, your Sixers, Eagles. Uh, Eagles Sixers. Eagles Sixers. Are you Eagles Sixers. Sixers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. ping pong first. Ping pong first. Then Eagles. <laughs> then Sixers. <Yeah. laughs> we, may, we may we may have to we may have to throw darts in there too, right? But Ooh, uh, darts is good. Yeah. Uh, so the question that I, I want to bring up, and then I'm gonna uh, then throw it to Sack, and then throw it to Tank, because Tank's answer is going to be completely different than everybody else's. What do we do now? You know, football season's over. I know we have NBA. I know we have NHL. But for the for the football purists, the the the, the dedicated uh, 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 knuckleheads like myself and and you, I, I just I feel like you know I'll eventually get into 
basketball and hockey, but I can't take that sport seriously until towards the end of the season, either one of them. I don't think it really matters. You know, get into the playoffs. Okay. You know, what happens? Whoever's the hottest team going in is usually the team that goes the farthest or close to it, Uh, except in the NBA because it's completely jaded with how it's designed and, 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 Wherever LeBron goes, somebody else just seems to go that way. But what do you do? What do you do now? What do you do now? What's well, what is your well, entertainment? Well, I mean, for me, obviously, I'm I'm in Sixers and actually uh, Flyers as well. But uh, you know, when you simplify that down to both leagues, um, that's true with all sports. The regular season, I just make it in the playoffs, and you know, you can get, win as a wild card. The Green Bay Packers have done it, and done. so, but but really, what I would tell people if if they were asking me what what do you do now, I mean. Hey, Sixers are playing good. They're entertaining this year. It's actually good vibes around them. But, like, live a little. And this – I, I appreciate you asking me this because, I mean, Twitter's a terrible place to be anywhere. It's more dangerous than the most Eisley Cantina in Star Wars A New Hope. But <laughs> it is. It's, it's just a dangerous place to be. And, and you know what? Like, I've met great people through Twitter. We've had great – uh, reach across across the globe to come to our events. Um, I like the people that I meet through there. But like every time I turn on Twitter, people are debating and arguing about this upcoming Wentz trade. And it's all just fluff. It's all we don't know what's going to happen. There is no market for them. It's it's the Bears. It's the Colts. So there's the mystery team. And it's just how we trying to drum up stuff. We're going to get three first. We're going to get no first. We're going to get two. Like for me, I'm just, hey, man. Turn on Netflix. Just check something else out. Get some culture. Read a book. Read a magazine. I don't know what you got to do. Play some darts. Play some ping pong. Walk your dog. Don't don't tear your quad though when you do that. Go to go to Costa Rica. Uh, you know when you're done football season, like treat it. And, and you know I, I, I'm not going to speak for Tank. He's going to tell us what what pl- the players do. But get away from it. Clear your mind. Grow a little bit. Don't don't ignore football. But like there's no there's nothing to talk about the Wentz trade until the Wentz trade happens. Uh, so just, just take it easy and try and live a little and, uh, and, and get, get a new relationship. You, you know, it's, it's time to uh, enjoy life a little bit. Now the football's done. Sack. Well, first of all, Diaz, you forgot the most important part about what you're doing right now after football season is you're becoming a new dad. So, uh, way to drop the ball on that one. Uh, <laughs> for, for me, now that football season's over, it's, you know, it's the continuation of trying to get my health right. Um, you know, like. I'm on the blood thinners. I can't really drink too much. I can't. I, I can't enjoy a fine cigar if I want to. If the weather's nice, uh, so really getting my health in order, trying to lose some weight, you know, get back into shape and get myself right for my family. But it, the tough part about it is normally this time of year when football is over, like you're able to go to you're able to go to a Sixers game or a Flyers game, and being that you don't have that stuff available to to you right now makes it even more tough. It's like you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. I really can't get excited for Philly's spring training right now, starting next week. I can't get excited about that because, like, look at the NBA and look at the NHL right now. The Flyers right now are on pause for at least the next week. They might not even play in Lake Tahoe the following weekend. What do you got? <laughs> Russ Taylor is an absolute nut. We're, t- we're trading John Moxon. And Charlie Tweeter. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, God. And Tweeter what? Drank, drank beer because he drinks beer. But the tough part is, like, right now, like, for the Flyers, like, I want to be excited, but 
Now they have five guys that are on the COVID list. They might not be ready to play against the Rangers next Thursday, which means they're putting Lake Tahoe game that following Sunday in jeopardy. And and now you're sitting there like it's like you know you're getting all this starting and stopping in the NBA and the NHL and like where does it end? It's like you really in reality. I just want this this dreaded COVID crap to just leave our lives forever so we can get back to a normal way of life. Tank. Oh. Oh, well, no, I, was, I was just going to say, can okay. we get Claude Giroux to attend the Rob Manfred Rexy Leadership Conference? Uh, you know, the all-time losing his captain in franchise history, getting COVID. What's he doing out partying all night, Zach? <laughs> so I guess I got COVID from partying all night, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. No, it's it, listen, man. All it takes is one guy, one guy to do something wrong, bring it into the locker room, and it affects the other guys in the locker room. And right now it's starting to spread, you know. Uh, two more guys went on that list today for the Flyers: Jake Voracek and and Morgan you know, and and, um, and and Frost. So, like now, you know who knows where we're going with it. But Hollis, uh, over to you, buddy. What do you got going on? Uh, you you know what? Uh, as a player, you know what? I I would kind of get away from football, but not really. I would get I would start getting ready for the next season and and watching college football. But what uh, what we have this year is that I heard a lot of a lot of the colleges are playing some of the spring spring games uh, are going to be playing spring games. So that's pretty much coming up. And and then the, uh, I was watching hockey for a hot second, but the Flyers are not playing now. So that was a that was a that was a kick in the teeth. And then I was, the Seventy Sixers are, are doing well. I had a couple of questions for Diaz later on in the show. Uh, but the 76ers are doing pretty good. But other than that, drinking and watching paint dry seems to be the sport of the day because every time, <laughs> every time you get into something, every time, and, and, and I don't know if it's just me. Let me know if I'm wrong. Every time you get into something or, or, or get, get something on, on the groove, the team that you're rooting for or, or pulling for, they have a pause for a station identification. They have a pause for station identification uh, uh, because of COVID. And, it, and it's like, and sometimes it's not even, they don't have COVID, it's contact tracing. And it's just like, it's like, man, it's like, get, get, get it together. So we, so we can have some constant entertainment. I do not want to see another night where I'm, I'm expecting a game to be played. And all of a sudden I'm watching ESPN, some, some uh, 30 for 30 crap because they, because the game has been canceled. The, that, the, the the rock skipping contest? Like, oh my god! It's say uh, if I watch another if I watch another damn sport, uh, I don't, I don't, dude. It's and, and it's and the one thing the one thing that I don't think that they they that they have um, have taken to into account is like when people actually like some of us actually look forward to that. That's our night, <laughs> and it, it is and it's sad when you get this old and that's your night. And because I'm not even married, and 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 I, and I never got a chance to say big ups to you, uh, big ups to you, Diaz. You're you're almost acting like a dad. Earlier today, you said some, you took on some responsibility, and that's dad like. But then you you had to throw some extra crap in there, which let, let us know that Diaz is still in there. Sack, what you got? <laughs> so wait a minute, hold on. Diaz took extra responsibility for the fact that he owned up the, that he sharded himself at the Fiona. Fiona (laughs) So like that right there. Absolutely. My, my quick point real, uh, real quick for you, Hollis is if if you were, if you were struggling for anything on television last night, you could watch on NFL network, the super bowl classic, the Kansas city chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, super bowl classic. My ass. Dude, I didn't dude. I didn't watch it the first time. I told I told you guys may not have heard this, but I, I put out on Twitter, uh, which you guys don't like. I say, is this <laughs> is is this ref bowl? 
is this Ref Bowl 2021? Because it, because, and then I put it in parentheses, you make the call. But you, you have to, it's the jacked up, it was like, it was an eight to one discrepancy. If you're going to be ticky tack, be ticky tack on both teams. But it, I didn't watch it the first time. I'm not going to watch it the second time. Go ahead. No, that's the five minute mark. <laughs> oh, even apologies. That's, we can that, that's, that, that's me wanting to talk. That means five minutes. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you know, with, with, with football, like, I don't know how everyone else is feeling. Uh, you know, you see on Twitter, everyone's like going back and forth by minute by minute on the when stuff and where, what can we do? Should we use the six pick? And I'm just like, man, the fact that this, how this went down and we, we say it every show, but I'm like, I'm not out on the birds. I love them forever, but I just don't have any hope. I don't have any hope. I don't have any hope for this season. I'm looking forward to green legion trips. That's what I'm looking for and tailgating and having a good time. That's what we're looking forward to. And and I've said this before, Diaz. Before I jump over to Hollis uh, after after my point here is like I, I, I agree with you. I'm tired of hearing about like let's draft a quarterback at six. Like we just drafted a guy in the second round last year. Like that is a complete waste of an asset. If I'm taking a turn from Jeffrey Lurie um, at the six pick, we shouldn't be doing that. Listen, if you if you're going to trade Wentz away and you're going to get you know more draft capital, you go in the next season with Jalen Hurts as your starting quarterback. Point blank, plain and simple. He's the starting quarterback back next year you see how he performs if you have any bit of like you know hey man like we have hope in this kid then you roll into the following season and you give him the reins but outside of that man like i i, I don't even bother with that hollis well uh, i was giving i was giving you guys this from a, a player who's been um not, noted to be traded and it took forever when i was <laughs> i knew i was going to get traded after that one season uh, before I got traded to the Saints. Uh, so there was a lot of rumors around saying I was going to the Dolphins and other really, really bad teams at the time. And so to, for the player, for the player, it's like you, you want to know where you're going. Uh, but if you did, if you did not ask to leave, then it's gut wrenching. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like when, uh, uh, it, and, and I wanted to talk about this later in the show, but it's kind of like when, when the, the kid Matt Stafford said he, he felt bad when he had to ask for, he needed to ask for a trade. That's, that's how you feel as a player hey, when you're getting traded. Diaz, what I'm going to talk about is exactly what you brought up at the end of yours. What I'm going to do, I'm going to start getting ready for Green Legion Tour, the Green Legion Tour 2021. And everybody, I'd like to make a fast and quick announcement. We are going to start our early bird specials on March 1st. March 1st, everyone, we are going to do something different this year because we don't know exactly what's going on still. Plus, we want to make this very easy for you guys to stomach. We've had issues with insurance companies, refunds, crap like that all all year. It's, It's a pain in the butt. So what we're doing, it's only going to be a one hundred dollar early bird deposit it's not going to be two hundred dollars like it has been the last few years and that deposit is 100 percent refundable up until may 15th may 15th that's going to give us three more months to see what's going on we fully expect the nfl to release the schedule on time and adhere to it just like they did as much as they could this particular year uh, we're hoping we're not going to have the, the 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 COVID scheduling games, which, you know, there were only a couple of weeks where we had to deal with that. There was one week where we had football almost every night, and where that's kind of fun to watch. It certainly sucks for anybody that's 
trying to create road trips. But uh, again, 100% uh, refundable up until May 15th. It's only $100. If for some reason after May 15th you decide you can't go, that money can be rolled over into a following year, not just the next year. Anytime you want to use it, you can use it for home tailgates, whatever you want to do. But uh, we're going to try to make this as easy as possible. Trip number one this year, we all know it, Vegas, baby. Vegas, Vegas, baby. Vegas, followed, baby. Followed immediately by a great destination, which we only had about four or 500 people on this one eight years ago, and that was Denver. Uh, I'm looking forward to a better Denver experience, a better Denver trip. More people there. It is a great, great city. Then we also have Carolina. Carolina, we have locked up, man. We have the epicenter locked up. We work with Bar Management Group, BMG. They own half of the bars and restaurants in the epicenter. We'll be staying at the epicenter with those uh, hotels that are surrounding it. We'll also be in Atlanta again. And we're gonna we're gonna come down there and and, and tickets for this year in Atlanta. Uh, I'm not working with the, the Falcons. If you work with the Falcons, uh, they're one of the worst organizations on the planet to work with. I will publicly go out and and say that they 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 don't sell they sell you they sell you a package that's not uh, expectation and reality is not the same. Quimby, have, I, Quimby, can I ask a question on that Atlanta? Because I was there and it was and and Hollis, you were there uh, yeah, whenever that was yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. It was like the first Sunday or Monday night game of the season or the second week. I, I don't remember. It was just right in the beginning. It was week two. And there was there was no one there. There, there was, was no, no there. one there. Like, and they there, can't and sell and tickets. And there's not going to be anybody there this year uh, again. And they're not going to sell us lower-level <laughs> tickets. And I'm not putting everybody up in the hot zone. Oh, uh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. So we're going to be down lower level. And, of course, real quick, because we have to take a break. We're over our, our a lot of time for this particular segment. We also have triple D's, baby. Triple D's. Nothing better than some triple D's in your life, right? DC, <laughs> Dallas, and the Dominican, baby. Uh, uh, okay. DC, right. uh, Dallas, uh, and the Dominican. I thought you were going to We're interrupting. DC, <laughs> Dallas, and the Dominican, baby. That's the triple D's. We're going to talk more about the Green Legion schedule. We come back from break here on Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Be back right after this. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. We are back for our segment before the top of the hour. Sack, we're going to uh, hold off real quick on a, on, on a sack attack. Let's continue with football here real quick because I don't think we're going to come back to it at all uh, in the in the second hour. What I what I what I want to bring up more so than anything else is first of all, where's the XFL when you need it? <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's funny, Sack. You, you it would be great if you took off your 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 mute button there, bud. I, I know I was going to do my best, Vince McMahon, for you. This is the XFL. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's it's the XFL folded because of the pandemic. And it just kind of shows you how fragile some of these leagues are. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the other big ones that we follow all the time. But the XFL was doing well. <laughs> Wasn't our man Captain? Didn't he have season tickets down there in D.C. or something like that? Tell no? him, now they weren't doing as well as you thought. The first week, the ratings were like through the roof. But every single week after that, the ratings just died and died and died. The best thing that happened in that league is the fact that Vince McMahon sold it to The Rock, and The Rock is going to use it, reboot next year in 2022, 
and they actually have some hope now with a guy that's actually you know has success in business. Not saying that Vince doesn't, but the Ooh, Rock. Yeah, that's that's a that's a bell's the, the Rock. Yeah, but see the thing is, Vince Vince is great with pro wrestling. Okay, just leave it to leave that to him. Uh, side chatter, boys. Um, let's get into the Wentz watch real quick. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to beat the dead horse. I get it, Diaz. You don't want to do this, but <laughs> uh, it, it has to be. It has to be something that we're we're, we're going to discuss. And this is a, a topic that Tank and I talked about uh, on on Tuesday for for Get Tank Happy Hour. My my question and my concern, more so than anything else, right now. And I'm going to throw it to Diaz right after that, and then Sack uh, after him. Is do you think that Howie could be so stubborn? Because right now we all know what's taking place. Let's not. I'm, I don't want to talk about possible trades. All right, we all know whatever we think is going to take place isn't going to happen. All right, don't even bother. Uh, it's Carson Wentz for something. All right, it could be Carson Wentz and another player or more players for something. Another players. We're not gonna. We're not gonna start trying to uh, determine what that might be. What we want to discuss is how he has an asking price for Carson right now, two first round picks. That's what he's trying to get. Now, whether he's trying to drum this up out of nowhere or, you know, just continue to, uh, to, to pour gasoline on the fire to see what he can do. I don't think you're going to get two first round picks for Carson. He's damaged right now. He's a good quarterback and I believe he can be fixed in the right environment, but he's damaged goods right now. So I don't think you're going to get that. Is Howie, going to be so stubborn where if he doesn't see those two first round picks, they're going to wind up keeping him and we're going to have to put up with this guy even further. Uh, that, that, that's my question to you. What, what's Howie's mindset here, Diaz? Uh, Howie's mindset. Uh, you know, we talk about the Howie hubris. I talked about it going back last year at the draft when they drafted uh, Jalen hurts. Uh, you know, I think I think everybody knows that they've got no leverage whatsoever. Um, uh, some of it is Wentz's fault, some of it's the team's fault, and, and most of it, I believe, is in is in Howie's fault and, and enabling this to go the way that it that it does. Um, what's in his head? I think that he thinks that every he can fix everything here when everything really kind of goes back to him. Uh, the problem is he's if I maybe he's not holding on for dear life. I would think if I was in his position, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, we got to got to turn this around quick. I thought he would have been traded on Sunday morning. He wasn't. Um, you know, this roster bonus, what, what is it, March 1st, I believe, guys? I, I, March I don't 19th, know. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, March 19th. March 19th. You know, they would if, – if his salary – if he didn't have a contract after next year, if he was just signed for one more year, they'd probably get two, two first rounds. But with that deal, uh, who's going to give that? It's not going to happen. What's going through Howie's mind? What's a draft? Because he doesn't know how to deal with one. Um, but the way I look at it is like really in reality, why doesn't he just why doesn't he just think for a minute, like why don't we might want we might want to look into a realm of possibility with trading him compensatory, like you know, or a conditional pick. Like, you know, like, hey, all right, cool. Like, all right, give me two twos, and you know, the second two will become a one if he has a, you know, if he has like this kind of season, his first year with you in Indianapolis. Like, like he needs to start drumming up that kind of stuff. And really, what hurts Howie? It's not the player. It's not the organization. It's not dealing with Howie. It's the market. Like right now, this this off season so far has already seen the likes of rumor mill flying, and not just Stafford and Goff trading places. 
rumor mill, Rodgers, now Russell Wilson, and Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. And, you know, like you have all these quarterbacks, like Derek Carr, is he is he gonna get traded out of out of Oakland? Like Sam Darnold with the Jets. Like there's so many players right now that are just going crazy um quarterback wise, and we've never seen this happen in the NFL before. Tank. Well, you, you know what? Um it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because uh, a lot of the rumors are that uh, how he's chi- is kind of pricing himself out on this one, and it's just what both of you guys just said. It's kind of rough when you when you when you already put out there that he wants to leave here, so it's like you have no leverage. It's not like you weren't trying to trade him. That's why the fu- the funniest thing was when they when they were like um they they were saying they were just saying they were they were saying they you know we're not trying to get rid of Carson but we'll listen we'll listen to uh offers and they're trying to drum up the business because people have bowed out because some of them is too rich for their blood and it, and it's just like you said the contract is a problem you owe them 10 million dollars you owe them a 10 million dollar roster bonus it's coming up like a fastball pitch it's like if you if you, you pretty much once you pay that and somebody may somebody may do something then, but I, I see this dragon all the way out to the beginning of the draft. Sam, what do you got? Can I just ask a question? What's the chance that nothing happens? That's what we're concerned about. Like, oh, it's it's better. It's a non-zero chance, whether that's five percent or thirty-five percent. I mean, okay. who knows? Well, it's it's actually sorry. It's, it's actually an extremely good chance that it happens. That that happens. So. It's because it's just because I feel like they're they're asking for a lot a lot more than people are willing to give for them. The one thing that you can guarantee is they won't cut him because that's sixty four million dollars that you're taking in dead cap, and that's one damn thing that they are not stupid enough to do. It's either he's going to be traded, which is probably like you're probably eighty percent is going to happen. Twenty percent he comes back to the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note. What do we know about other quarterback moves? And we only have about two minutes left before our break here at the top of the hour. Uh, what, what, what do we know? What do we know? Diaz, what, what, do, you, what do you got? I, I think I'd like to spend more time with this after the break. But, you know, I, I was wondering, you see this, like what Sack had just mentioned with, well, we have Wentz, but we also have Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, there was rumbling. Russell Wilson said some weird things this uh, this week that the Seahawks aren't happy of. Are we starting to see a, a, a NBA similar to the NBA in uh, a, player, a player empowerment movement? And it starts with the quarterbacks where – now these quarterbacks are holding their franchises accountable. Yeah, I'm player no, no, first. They're not the holding time. them accountable. They're 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 holding uh, they're holding them uh, for ransom. Yeah. yeah, they're holding them hostage. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, so like with with Philly, Wentz. Obviously, we we know he's a diva, or we we've heard enough stories that we're all convinced that he's a diva. Uh, Watson seems to be like the team. The, the players love him, but it's just a poorly run organization. Um, you know. Russell Wilson gets hit 450 times per year. They don't like investing in offensive linemen. It's more than just signing your guys to money. And, and Hollis, you're, you're a de- player on the defensive side and even offensive linemen, wide receivers. I'm sure that they're going to want to care. Like everyone's like, oh, the quarterbacks run everything. But unfortunately, that's kind of how it works. You automatically um, know Houston is a poorly run organization when you hire a Penn State coach. <laughs> wow. He was a good coach. He was just a bad uh, front office dude. <laughs> uh, uh, Quimby, I think uh, iHeartRadio is a smoke-free environment. I don't know if cigarettes. Uh, I know Costa Rica is a little different there, but uh, 
<laughs> I'm well, trying not to talk right now. I'm leaving you guys at, 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 he, he is, at he, it right now. It, but you are, he is outdoors. So he's he's taking the actual smoke break outdoors. And yeah, it, tech, it, it, go ahead. Go ahead. Tech, go ahead. Let me ask. I want to ask you a question when we could get, when we get back from the break. But you know, as a player, obviously you don't want the quarterbacks running it. But as a player, you also kind of want the players in charge and not you know the front office. I, I want to hear what you think of that uh, when we come back from the break. Cool, cool. Yeah, and it, it's probably a good time for us to just do that. We, we'll we'll bring this topic back up uh, when we come back from break, and you know, we'll 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 get into it, man. We'll 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 talk as much as we want. Also, when we come back, top of the hour, we're going to talk some Phillies. It's time to talk some Phillies. we got some NBA and some Sixers coming up, too, with, uh, with Diaz, probably towards the end of uh, uh, the top of the hour segment. But plenty of Philadelphia sports coming for you here on Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We'll be back right after this. All right, everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Let's continue this conversation. Diaz. Keep on it, baby. All right. So, so uh, you know, I feel like the NFL, a lot of other sports, um, uh, you know, baseball, it, it seems it's like a 50-50. NBA is certainly a player's league. They cater to the players. They market the stars more than the team. Uh, the NFL has always been that. You, you know, you got to have your socks pulled up. You can't wear the own cleats that you want if you wear a brand name, different brand glove or something like that they they get you in trouble so you know i know that uh you know we know tank is our our, our resident ex-player here i uh, plays playing on the defensive line and everyone thinks that the quarterbacks are you know uh, overpaid or whatever but i want to know like uh, he's you, like a he's like a marine baby once a nfl player once a player. NFL player. i feel like if there would be a movement you know, within not Wentz because he he sucked last year, but Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, even Aaron Rodgers, where they're like, "Hey, you, not just me. Yeah, you get take care of me. I win a Super Bowl, but I you got to build around. Like this offensive line is ridiculous. You you you're trying. You're either trying and you're messing up, or you don't know what you're doing and you're not caring. You know, I think and, holding and both both situations. I always say that you're either trying or you're not, and right. neither one of these particular situations looks good on you. That's right. Either way, it's incompetent. So, uh, Tank, do you think that this would be, you know, players as a whole would appreciate that? Like, you know, I'm sure guys on the Seahawks would appreciate that, you know, unless he left. Uh, I just kind of thinking about what's in your head about all that news. You know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because he's, uh, before they, they became united as they are, they used to be a quarterback's club. That's right. Remember and that video game, game, that Nintendo exactly. video game. <laughs> exactly. So, so when they got the when they got the when they had when they got the quarterbacks to join in, and they they formed a united front, but they still get more than fifty percent of the cash from from the which from the you know from the from the pool from the from yeah. the salary cap. And then we also look at it too. It's like they're the ones that we're protecting now. So when they bitch and moan, it's kind of like falling on slightly deaf ears because you can say. You can say that you you need like certain things or certain stuff. It's like, but you did. You have to look at what what what's happening with you. It's like, what are you doing? Besides, if you if you waste your time complaining and talking about everything, then nobody's nobody's going to back you. But like, just like you said, the guys the guys who who are actually you can see them fighting for it and and, and doing stuff and and you know and they're and they're rolling with their team. Those are the guys we love. And you get behind and and it's just go ahead, go ahead. 
Well, a follow up to that. I mean, I, you know, I appreciate those, the feeling there, but this is what I'm thinking. Let's just use Russell Wilson, for example, or Deshaun, <laughs> but I'm going to say Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is sick and tired of the same GM being in there and he getting hit 450 times. And whether he sucks at picking offensive linemen or doesn't care to spend there, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I think it's time for you to go, dude, or I'm going to go. Um, before the quarterbacks were just kind of trapped and yeah, they might be bitching and moaning about, you know, this or that, and they get all the money, but from who do you want to keep Russell Wilson or the GM, you know, and what, it, too often it was always the GM. So I think there might be a switch. Well, the one thing that you, about the Deshaun Watson situation, they traded away the best weapon known to man. Now, when you do something like that, that as backwards in country, then as a, as an entire team, you need to be looking at the organization and trying to get the hell out of there because it seems to be a poorly run organization. Now we know about poorly run organizations because we're currently, <laughs> we're currently, we're currently uh, witnessing we, the, the, the legion, not the legion of doom, but the death star, <laughs> the death star and somebody's waiting to push the button. But uh, it's, uh, will you, will you, uh, you kind of, you kind of have to back the player. You, you really have to back the player because the, the front office people tend to pick people and force the coaches. This is, this is one thing you guys don't know. They force the coaches to play the people who are making the most money. And those are normal. Sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times, those are not the guys with the best skill set because the guys who are hungrier, they're going to do exactly what's right and they're going to go above and beyond. Because they're trying to get to where the people who who seem to have uh, become soft, you know, you know, ladylike, so so to speak. No, and, and and wouldn't wouldn't you think it's it's so crazy that we we're coming to find out that Doug's not the problem, Carson's not the problem, and I appreciate that, Tank. Uh, is it does does anybody? Uh, we can get back on topic and sack. You're next. I, I'm I'm sorry, but You're okay. Does anybody find it odd that? Carson Wentz apparently has a problem with the guy that gave him a contract that was so beyond what he has done performance-wise on the field. That just drives me up a wall. <laughs> it drives me up a wall. Oh, it's only one word to that, uh, Quimby. Samantha Bradford. Remember, he turned around and gave him a contract after doing absolutely nothing. Hold on, but he wasn't the first team that gave that gave Samantha Bradford a contract for doing nothing. I know, but so will you will you say will you say what you just said? They they believe in his future. They believe in his potential and what he show what he's shown them. So the I, other- I, I think they're trying to hedge right now. Yeah, I think they're trying to hedge. They're doing everything they can to hedge. And at some point in time, you just have to go. Damn it! I got to pay my bookie. <laughs> I got to. I got to settle up with my bookie. I just. I have to do it. You know. You lost. You lost on Carson Wentz. And you lost. And it's funny that you say that, Quimby, because uh, when that, you remember when I, I, I disclosed about me being traded, I was wondering what it was taking so long. The thing that takes so long is they do not ever want to give you away for for what they feel like is nothing. So the the funny thing is, is like you guys bring up Sam Bradford. We're not even the last team to give him a contract. I know that we traded him away to the Vikings and they paid him that money. But then when he was done there, he got a one year, $20 million contract with, with Arizona. So, so, so so you know, Hey, let's just, it's like Andrew Bynum with Cleveland. Let's give him a two year deal. But if if I, if I was Sam Bradford, I would literally have, 20 shirts hanging in my closet that said, yeah, yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I got away with that. And then, I, you know, I look at 
I look at Deshaun Watson's situation. You guys want to talk about how they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. They did that. He knew that the that the team was being ran by Stu Nods. He knew that. <laughs> but he still signed a monster contract to stay there. So when you look at the language of your contract when you sign to stay there, it's not like the NBA where, yes, the empowerment of players is, is accepted because you can trade a Kevin Durant and you can match dollars with another team to where it fits. You can't do that in the NFL when teams are expected. Like if you trade it, Russell Wilson, the Seahawks traded Russell Wilson, their dead cap hit would be more than Carson Wentz's dead cap hit. So it doesn't make sense for them to make the deal. Yes, you're getting a plethora of picks, but you're also, your cap is shot for a whole year. And that's the same thing with Deshaun Watson that they have to look at. Well, you want to get traded after one year being on this deal, and now you're going to handicap us? No, we're going to try and get a a, a King's ransom in return, and we're going to hold you hostage in the meantime. But the, the weird thing about it is what you said is is what you have to re- realize and remember is they have they have uh, made um, uh, uh, politician like promises to you as a player. You have to remember that they make politician promises to you and say, "Oh, we're going to be doing this, we're going to be doing that," and sooner and, and then they, they they go and draft somebody like Denny Watkins. Or, or are they? Are they? Are they? Are they? Are they skip over some quality receivers and and, and draft regular? Or they? Or they skip over? Or they skip over a quality some quality a quality running back and draft Sid Nay? Sid Nay? Sid Nay? So, but what you? It's 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 kind of like a two way street. You can't tell me one thing and then go in a totally different direction because Stevie Wonder can see the players in which I just mentioned can't play. <laughs> it's like you, you, it's like it, it's like it's not rocket science. It's like if you go in that direction and you go down that path, you're showing the player that you have totally lied to them. And I'm trying to keep. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. Slash is not here, so I'm trying to keep the cuss words don't, out of this. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not going to cuss at all. But I, I'm trying to tell you, it's like it's, it's kind of like somebody, somebody explaining something to you and say we're going to go down this path, but then they put, they put the, let's see, they put the copier guy in, in, in charge of some stuff that he has no earthly idea into being in charge of. I think a big, I think a big problem here too. Uh, going back to the original question, you know, what's how he thinking? I think these owners and the general manager, it, it's an old boys club. It goes, but you know, we'll, we'll, I'll get it off my chest if we when we wrap up the show. But you know, it talks about some of the, uh, you know, I was thinking about this when I saw an old thirty for thirty uh, about Archell getting getting hired the other day. It's it's an old old boys club. When you get to that high and you have that much wealth, it's hard to trust people. And as long as you're making money, these are businesses. Every team wants to win, and maybe maybe some teams want want to win a little more than others and try a little bit harder, and some are a little bit better. But it's going to be hard to fire a guy that you trust and you're making money hand over fist every single year from the television contracts. Plus, we add a third thing here, no fans last year. So there's no booing. Owners will react to fans booing in the stands, and it's true in every town. The, better, better, better than no, no sound at all. They're not listening to the radio. Agreed. They're not Agreed. listening to our show. They're not reading the because all they hear is buzz all the time, and they're like, "Eh, I'm going to go to the guy that I trust." No, 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 no. Wait a second. I want to disagree with you for just a, a hot second. I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles front office finally listened to the fan base and to the Philadelphia media because all of a sudden their tune changed about 
Wentz. They're interviewing coaches and telling these coaches that uh, you are going to be coaching Carson Wentz. And a week later, a week later, these rumors start to leak that, okay, hey, wow, uh, the front office thinks that Carson is best suited to be more successful if he is uh, in a different city or has a different backdrop. I think they had to listen. I think the overwhelming amount of response, it's not just us. You know, we'd be on our high horse if if we think that the entire city listens to us. No, only about half the city listens to this radio show. But uh, we should 100% should. <laughs> we'll work on that. We still we still we still got a we still got a ways to go. Yeah, but uh I I I have to believe that somebody said something to someone and it suggested, "Hey, seriously, man, really you know, is Carson really going to be able to recover here? And more importantly, what if he doesn't? And how bad does that look on you? Zach, go. Let's ask the real question here. And I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. So in reality, yes, the Eagles gave Carson Wentz this big contract, four years, $128 million. And a year later, they're drafting a quarterback in the second round. If Jalen Hurts was never drafted in the second round, and last year our backup quarterback was Nate Sudfeld, does anybody clamor for Nate Sudfeld to come in and replace Carson Wentz? No, because we know that Nate Sudfeld sucks. So no matter how bad Carson Wentz is, we're going to let him play and play it out. The reason why people wanted Carson Bench last year was because we had a great unknown, the runner-up for the Heisman, Riding the riding the pine, and we were saying, what can this kid do, and can he do it better? And we found out that, yes, in first halves he played well, but in second halves he did not play well. And, you know, was that a coaching thing? Was it the fact that he had no weapons? Was it the offensive line? We saw what Pat Mahomes did the other day with a terrible offensive line, and I had to hear all year about how Pat Mahomes would make our offensive line look like the offensive line from three years ago. It's just not reality. It's just not – it just isn't. But – uh, Quimby, if I can make a quick segue over to Tank about I, I or, or Diaz, if you want to hit it, okay. So uh, Tank, you're the one that's been involved in the NFL, obviously, 15 years as a player. You're the one that's uh, been involved with many contracts throughout the course of your time there. How come that the NFL doesn't think of the mindset of the NBA, where if you trade a player like a Wentz who has a 32 million dollar cap hit? Why can't they match that money? Or like if a if a team has ninety million dollars in cap, why can't you? Why can't they just take that contract on and it comes off our books? Why do we have to be punished with a dead cap hit like that? I'd like to hear your thought, President, because I think there would be more there would be more activity in NFL circles if we didn't have the dead cap weighing it down. Well, Tank, Tank, Tank before you answer that question, I've never understood that, Zach. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I understand if, if, it. We, if we get this off our books, it yeah. it should be off our books. No, but the, no. The, point, the point we can't get off our books is the the guaranteed money, and the guaranteed money is uh, is over the uh, the lifetime of the contract, and so when you when you do it, you try to you try to get that's why that's why they're trying to get the compensation back in draft picks. So it's like when you, when you get the compensation, that's why they want a couple of first rounders and a second rounder and a third rounder because if you're drafting there, they feel like they can get some players comparable to enough players comparable to what Carson meant to the squad. Diaz, 
So, so uh, I, I'll answer it, and this will be the nerdy. This is like some of the math stuff. But the reason these these dead cap charges is because they're bonus, and the bonus, and it's not you know you get a signing bonus of thirty million. It's not necessarily you get it the day of signing, but it is like Hala said, guaranteed the day of signing. And what they do is they pro. Let's say you sign a five year deal, right? You get a thirty million dollars signing bonus. They prorate that thirty millions over the five years, so that bonus counts six million each year. Generally, when you do that, the first year's salary might be like league minimum because they might give $20 million in cash to the player. So the dead money keeps going back and back and, and, and back and back. And then what they do is they'll flip bonus into salary, salary into bonus, so they can defer or take salary on or defer it to later years, which is how you end up being $63 million over. But the money, they made that deal because that was all of the bonus and some guaranteed years that are still left on the deal, yeah. I, I understand that part of it with with the bonus money and, and and the guarantee money, but you should be punished if you cut a player for that for that dead cap. If a, if a team is willing to take your contract on and they want to take on that bonus money and that guarantee money, that's on them and their salary cap structure. Why should we be punished for that? Like you're I, not it, you're it, not you're not being punished that. because they've are you've already given him that money. You just haven't had a count on that year. So 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 for example. A bonus, okay? I signed you for a three-year, $9 million deal sack, right? Yeah. I gave you $9 million in the next 12 months somehow. But in two years, but what I get to do is I get to count at only three for this year, but you've received seven and a half, and then you receive nine at the end of the, the remaining one and a half at the end of the year. Now, in year three, we don't, we're not paying you the money, but we gave that, that's kind of how it works. You get a bonus up front. And then they defer how the cap works. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That, I, I just I'm just trying to find a way to make make the, like because dude, trading in the NFL in the offseason would be so much better. But Quimby, go ahead. First of all, Antonio Williams, you're out of your mind. You guys are nuts. How he's the man. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, what I want to know is Diaz, can I pay you a bonus for you to shut up for a little while? <laughs> I'll take that dead cap hit for the next two months of radio show. Seriously. Dude. I haven't talked for two weeks, man. I'm, I'm all ge- geared up to go. I'm riding high. I'm feeling it. <laughs> My man. And, My man. You're, and you're a dad. I'm yeah. a dad. But, hey. uh, Quimby, I will pass it back to you. But I think it's really important to understand how the cap works because, you know, when people are like, ah, trade him or get rid of him or sign him, and you have to kind of it, – it's got to work within the cap because that's what you're playing with. It's, it, your team is, is not directly ref- reflected by your cap, but it's important to understand the relationship. Yeah, I get it. Tank, your take on all this before we move on. Uh, my take on it is uh, they a lot of times uh, the front office have um, higher, loftier expectations of a player, and they never want to be wrong. The one thing that we all have to remember is when they go, when they draft somebody in the first, second, or third round, they're going to give their player all the opportunity in the world to mess up, and then they're going to be they're going to be messing up other guys who are probably better than them. They're going to be messing up their opportunities, and they're going to look like schmucks. Point blank, they're going to look like schmucks. And as long as, as long as we have Howie at the helm, uh, we'll we'll continue to get first year coaches who are eager eager to please, but so but soon we'll be ready to get from underneath Howie's thumb. Uh, on that note, real fast, because we have a minute and a half left before we take our next break. I'm going to start with Tank, then I'm going to go to Diaz, then we're going to go to Sack, then we're going to go to Super Sam and get her involved. Where do you think, if any place, Carson Wentz will land? 
Carson Wentz will land in Colt in in in, uh, in Indianapolis mainly because they're the one with some assets and they're the one who mainly wants them. They're the one that's steadily pushing this. It was Chicago also, but it's starting to get too rich for Chicago's blood. Yep, I agree. They gave away too many first round picks just for Khalil Mack. They have to start keeping their assets. Diaz, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm going to disagree with Tank, and this is just, you know, feeling. I think it's going to be Chicago. Um, it was a little more specific than others. Um, you know, I don't know. I was underwhelmed by that. Nick Foles, a first, and Tariq Cohen. They, I mean, if that's what you get, oh, my Lord. Um, it was a, This is might be the worst front office mistakes in Philadelphia sports history. It really might. It, 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 it's going that way. Jack Master. Chicago's a bad situation for Carson and it, with him going in there because really the the head coach and the general manager should have been fired after this season and they're going to probably get fired after next season. So they might be desperate enough and stupid enough to give us what we want, uh, but the best place for him to go, and I think he'll wind up, is in Indianapolis. Frank Reich, he's going to get his guy, and Chris Ballard's one of the best general managers in football. Super Sam, aside the fact that you want to marry Tom Brady – what else do we want to hear? I I could see both of those situations happening, but if, you marrying Tom Brady? No, yeah. <laughs> nice. no, never. But if if he was going to go, I feel like if he goes anywhere, which I still have a feeling he's not going anywhere, I feel like it's going to be somewhere out of left field, someone we haven't talked about, somewhere we don't know yet. I hear you. I hear you. I as well think it's going to be somebody out of left field. I think it could be the 49ers. I think it could be uh, uh, the the Houston Texans. But I also have started to hear Denver has gotten into the mix on this one. So I guess we shall see. When we come back from break, we are talking Phillies. We're going to get a sack attack real fast. And we're going to talk Phillies because that's the next best thing coming up, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We will be back right after this. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM Philadelphia. We are back for our second-to-last segment here on Fox Sports The Gambler. Everything is brought to you by Bud Light. Again, John Dorenzi, we appreciate everything you are doing for us. It's time for a sack attack, baby. Chris, show and table and time is yours, my friend. Well, first of all, if we're going to start out with a sack attack, which normally is something that is, as uh, you know, somebody was saying on the message board last week, is kind of like Peter Griffin's grind your gears. <laughs> and if, I'm, if I'm going to be honest with people, I am tired, sick and tired of grown men and people that I know, Phillies fans, you know, diehards just as myself, that get excited about a damn truck being loaded at Citizens Bank Park with baseballs, jock straps, and a friggin' hot dog launcher, launcher for the Fanatic. And people are going, oh, it's truck day. Oh, it's truck day. Who gives a flying crap? about truck day like i wish i wish i had my uh homer simpson uh old man yelling at the yelling at the cloud gif i could put right here you sound like get off my lawn grumpy old oh man jeez you're 34 years old 35. hold on a hold on hold on real quick i'd like to thank you chris sack for taking the old man on the fence get off my lawn title <laughs> away from me for at least one show <laughs> absolutely but i'm i am so tired of this stupid truck day now what I am excited about is this upcoming Wednesday begins spring training 
when people actually should start caring because that's when pitchers and catchers report on February 17th. So let's get ready to rumble with that. The Phillies' first game of spring training will be on February 27th against the Blue Jays. And opening day is still on schedule for April 1st. If it was up to Sleepy Joe, it would have been pushed back a month, which, uh, you know, which the CDC wanted to do. Um, but, you know, being that the Players Association said that they didn't want to go to 154, they still want to do 162. Uh, they're going to um, go full steam ahead here with, uh, with a full season, and they're going to start on time. And we're going to start off with a Thursday afternoon tilt against division rival Atlanta Braves on April 1st. Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know what's important about that? The Green Legion home opener tailgate at Xfinity Live. Is that the home game? Is that a home opener? It's a home opener. Yes, sir. Uh, there it is, April 1st. And if, in fact, that's going to take place, I will fly back from Costa Rica to be there for that game. And, 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 and this is important because by then, Diaz, because the good news is you're fired. <laughs> I was going to actually say, are you trying to sell more tickets? Because if you're going to be there, I'm not sure that's going to help. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I could fire every one of, every single one of you right now. I, I I don't know. I I feel like I could do that. Why I mean, would you Why would you fire me? I haven't even done anything. I'm oh, on everything. I'm sorry. You you how many, you, know, how many? you know how you said you're not married? Yeah. Well, we're we're in a we're in a a, a common law. We're about oh, okay. a year from common law. It's like so. I get- I get blown by everything. Wait, wait, I get blown by everything. I, I'm sorry for those that are listening at home that don't have the video, but Tank, please tell me that those are those little like bartender cans of Bud Light that you're holding up there because that is it's like Andre the Giant's hand. Is that a real? Is that a 12 ounce can of of Bud Light? That's a you're 12 holding? ounce can. Oh and my god! Oh my god! Well, matter of fact, Jay Jay Vagnetti brought that up on Get Tanked on Tuesday. She goes. I love every single time I see Tank's mitts engulfing a normal can of Bud Light. That's awesome. <laughs> That's probably why you're afraid to fire him. That's probably why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Zach, I got a question about this MLB proposal. I, I, I did say this is the first time I've been on the owner's thing. Maybe I'm listening. Maybe I missed it somewhere. But basically – uh, you tell me where I'm wrong here. The owners wanted to push back, I guess, camp or something a month to March 22nd and have a 154-game schedule, but pay the players for 162 games. So they'd be getting the same salary. Like, they're, you're getting paid the same to do less work, and they, you know, they feel you get a couple extra – like, what – Besides the fact that the Players Association will not agree to anything that the owners throw their way, that's uh, is there a, a, a clause or something I'm missing in this? Yes, because the owners want to still do expanded playoff and universal DH across both leagues. And the Players Association doesn't want either of those, which to me is a shocker for the universal DH. I get the expanded playoffs side of things. Um, I thought there was way too many teams last year in the playoffs, although I did enjoy it. It was really cool to watch. But the uh, the universal DH, the fact that they declined that, I, I, listen, this is all about collective bargaining and, you know, having leverage when they finally get to the table with one another. And right now, you know, the owners said we're not going to propose anything else. We're going to go steadfast right now. We're going to go right into the season just because you want to, and we'll see how things go. 
I mean, but the, the, the playoffs, the DH thing sounds kind of weird, but the playoffs, and, and it's different with football, having an 18th game and more playoff games. It's like literally about player safety. But with baseball, it's more revenue, and they split the revenue, right? Even if they don't agree on the percentage, it's just like, so you're not, you get to play six, eight less games per year, you get paid the same amount, and we'll have more playoff teams, which means more playoff rounds, which means more TV money. I, 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 like, is this just to like yeah. hold on a second? I, I, it doesn't make I, I gotta, any sense. I gotta may I interrupt real quick because you Diaz, you just brought up something that I've I've always wanted to to ask, and I I don't know why I haven't. Um, more teams in the playoffs, more playoff money. How does Major League Baseball justify starting games at two thirty in the afternoon on weekdays? For playoffs, playoffs. Uh, why? I, I I never understood that. I, I mean, I get that you want no games to coincide with each other, and maybe that's the only way that you can do it. But uh, is that is that the reason? Is that the only reason? Well, no. I mean, if if they start them any later, they're not going to end before midnight. So two thirty has got to be. You know, if they started at three thirty or four, they're going to go to three in the morning. Baseball games are like you know the the freaking uh, a D Day invasion took less time than a normal baseball playoff game. They're trying to capitalize on every opportunity that they can for advertising dollars. And that's the big reason for it. Because if you're going to have a matchup between the Rays and, you know, uh, like the Orioles on a, on a Tuesday afternoon at 2.30, how many people do you honestly think are going to watch that game if they're matched up against the, the you know, against a game at 7.30 at night where the Yankees are playing the Red Sox? Like you're you're going to split the channels up, but everyone's going to be on one channel, and your advertisers on the other channel aren't going to get theirs. So you want to separate it up as best as you can, and you want eyes on as many games as you can. It's just like the NCAA tournament, you know, you start at noon, twelve thirty, and you go all the way until the last game ends at, after midnight, and and that's right there making the best of your opportunities, Diaz. I think like if we're talking about TNT or Turner or TBS or whatever that like ESPN even or or, or you know a two thirty game a two thirty baseball playoff game of the Rays versus the Orioles will get better ratings than anything else they're normally showing in there. We're thinking right. of it because we're fans and we want to watch like the, if the Phillies were in that two thirty spot. I, you know, I people have work; they have to call off work, but they're still going to do that. So, you know, it's just to be—it's going to be better ratings no matter what time of day it is. And I, I also on the on the on our message board here, I, I kind of agree with Andrew Hurst um, because now, especially, it means more than anything because the uh, you know you can gamble. So, like, what happens when you're gambling on Sunday and you're watching football? You get one four and, and the Sunday night game. You can blow your money in one o'clock, and then you tr- think you're going to make it up at four o'clock. So, if you blow your money on the 2.30 game, you can make your money up on the 7.30 game. So, hey, that's a, that's a great point by you, Andrew Hurst. Uh, go ahead, Tech. Well, Andrew Hurst, that's my buddy. That's my, that's my buddy. That's my pal. Uh, but I wanted to switch gears a little bit. To uh, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you about the uh, the recent acquisition of a, a relief guy because, as you know, our bullpen stunk to the high heavens last year. Uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, the question is this. Do you did you like the did you like the acquisition, and what what else do you think we need to do to get to get to be able to be a playoff caliber squad? 
Well, Brandon Kinsler is who you're talking about, the uh, the pitcher that we signed in the minor league deal. You know it. Yes. Uh, Brandon Kinsler was actually the closer. He's in his mid-30s. He's right around my age, uh, but he's still younger than Diaz. And uh, <laughs> so he was the closer last year for the Marlins. He closed out both games against the Cubs in the playoffs. Uh, he doesn't have great stuff. I mean, obviously, if he's signing a minor league deal, but the guy does have experience in the back end of a bullpen. Um, and think- real, 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 real quick, doesn't everybody think Sam looks like an elf right now? Just a bit outside. She definitely does. She definitely does look like uh, from Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, it could be HR is on the phone. They want to talk to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like the deal, though, Tank. And, and you know who brought him here was Bryce Harper because uh, he had previous experience playing with Bryce in Washington. Uh, I, I like some of the moves. They, they've made some low-level moves right. in the back end of the rotation that, that are going to battle Spencer Howard and Vince Velasquez for that fourth and fifth spot in the rotation. Guys like Chase Anderson and bringing back Matt Moore, a guy that showed promise early in his career. He went to Japan last year. Um, you know, now you're going to have him in the back end of your bullpen. I'm excited about Archie Bradley. Um, he's already has great game right now on, on Twitter. He's been awesome with Real Muto. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be your closer. And finally, you can take Hector Neris out of that ninth role that has driven us all crazy for Thank the last you. few years because Hector Neris, his best career stats are in the eighth inning when he's the setup guy. So now you can put him in a, in a good role there. You're bringing in the guy from Tampa, the left-hander who has just unbelievable stuff. Hopefully he's healthy. Left side. So now I like some of the moves. Listen, I don't think they're no, I don't think they're no, no longer are they a last place team in my eyes. But they've got a long way go, a long, long way to go to get back to the top of the standings in this division because those top three teams, the Nationals, the Braves, and the Mets, have all gotten hands down better. Will, will, will they be exciting to watch? And will the Marlins continue to have our damn number? Well, I can't speak to that because they've had our damn number for years. Uh, I think the only time where they haven't had our number was during our five-year run there. They always seem to give us a hard time. They always seem to give us trouble. Uh, the one guy that I'm worried about giving us a hard time is Sixto Sanchez because he's going to be the ace of that staff for at least the next – I'll say the next three to four years because you know how the Marlins like to get as much as they can and then ship them out and bring in more prospects. That's just how they do it because they don't pay their stars. Will Will Hector Neris be as good as Kyle Kendrick, or will there be another wife controversy? Uh, no, the wife oh. contro- the wife controversy was Brett Myers. No, no, there was a Kyle Kendrick wife controversy somewhere. No, Kyle Kendrick's like a, a good dude. Yeah, Kyle Kendrick. Yeah, he, yeah, but uh, if if uh, no, people, there was a wife controversy somewhere in there. If, if Tim Tebow makes the bigs, apparently we're all toast. <laughs> hey, hey, Zach. Let me I don't ask know you. what that had to do with anything, but I don't either. No. Just, just, I just said it. Zach, I wanted to ask you a question <laughs> about the uh, the schedule. Uh, are we doing a a schedule like last year? Are we doing an NHL schedule? We're doing the the Sixers, the NBA crazy. Let's travel all over the place. Uh, pandemic be damned. Are they just banking on things being under control by June or something like that? Well, right now, apparently they have they have nothing like safety protocols. The last time I heard, they they really don't like you don't have to have the vaccine to go to games. Um, so you know they, they look at it as they're an outdoor sport. So I, whether there's going to be fans in the stands, I think they're going to leave that up to the cities on themselves. Right now, we know how Philadelphia is lacking in that department because our leadership in both the state and the city completely blow. I mean, let's be honest. We're 41st in the country in vaccinations right hey, now. Hey, hey, who are you saying we, Jersey boy? You stay on your side of the river. 
Yeah, but wow. I, I, I am a Philadelphia man at heart. Okay, even though I'm a South Jersey kid, I always adopt Philadelphia as my home. But it, I, I take a look at it like that. Um, I'm not sure if it's a smart thing to do, Diaz. I mean, you, you're you're relying on. It's just like with anything else. You're going to have a game every day, every uh, you know, five, six, seven games a week is what you're relying on, and you're going to be hopping planes from this city to this city to that city. It's just not smart to do. I wish they would condense the schedule down. Maybe the East Coast center, you know, Central time zone, the West Coast. I wish they would do that, but as of right now, man, they're full steam ahead, and and they're not looking back. What uh, what do we think? Well, all right. Can we pull a, a traded to Japan, Hector Neris, Frank? Damn. <laughs> uh, so you're talking about when uh, Kyle Kendrick was traded for Kobayashi. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. How about, how, about the, how about the one prank that John Cruck pulled on Chase Utley after he hit his first career hit for a grand slam? And, and they pulled him in saying that he was part of the uh, like the players union. And he said that they didn't file the paperwork in time. From, from, you know, well, he could have just walked into the clubhouse and Chase actually thought it was real. And he's like, Do you honestly think that they would have, would have me, would have me, would have me on the. That was great. Oh, man, it was good stuff. I, I love those videos, but uh, man, it's it's going to be fun. I can't wait to get baseball back in our lives. And that means warm weather is returning. DS. Yo, uh, Sack, well, this was the big huddle butt, uh, huddle butt or scuttle butt on the, uh, the Twitterverse today. Scuttle butt. Scuttlebutt, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, Bob Brookover, who I think is terrible uh, for other reasons, but um, brought up with Dave Dombrowski keeping it open that Abdubal Herrera might be a non-roster invitee to camp. Is that is that out now? Is that let's over be, with? Well, they haven't announced yet. Um, he said know, he's keeping it open. Did they're, Dombrowski? They're keep, yeah. yeah, well, I don't think – listen, that's John Middleton's call. It's not Dombrowski. Dombrowski might be answering it for Middleton, but at the end of the day, it's going to be Middleton's call. They, they would be stupid to do so. Now, the only way that you do it is you bring him in, you hope that he tears tears the cover off the ball in spring training, and you can trade him for some value, and somebody else will take you know a part of his contract or his whole contract, which isn't much left. I think he has another year or two left on this deal. Um, but it, you know, if he comes in and he doesn't play well, then you have leverage to where you can cut him. And you don't have to worry about a response from the players union because you cut him, um, you know, because you can't cut him for what he did for the uh, domestic abuse case. They, they couldn't do that. That's the reason why he's still lingering around. Now, what if he comes back and he's tearing the cover off the ball and you have questions in center field still? That, that That's one of the things with the team. Like if you look at the depth of their outfield, you know, Kutch is not a spring chicken anymore and he gets hurt. And then Roman Quinn and Hazley are struggling and Odubel Herrera is batting 400 in spring training they'd be hard-pressed not to want to play him or keep him at that point. You know what? Let's do this. We got to take a break right now. We're a little past our, 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 our lot of time here. We've got nine minutes. Yeah, we've got nine minutes on our final, uh, final uh, content for this week. When we come back, we're going to have a shut-up Diaz. We are going to have a shut-up Diaz. So, Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Green Legion Radio, brought to you by Bud Light. We'll be back. Right after this, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. We are back for our final segment here on Saturday afternoon. We appreciate you spending your weekend with us, everybody. Diaz, 
The floor is yours, my friend. What do you want to talk about? But you're not going to do it until you unmute yourself. He's a dad. Hey, he's a daddy. I'm telling you, this is everyone's favorite segment where we're talking about the NBA and the Philadelphia 76ers, your first place Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I got a couple things I want to throw out to the to the group there. Just a little recap since I was last here. I'm sure uh, you were lots of Sixers content uh, when I was having my – or I was taking care of my kid last week. Um Real quick here, we're not going to have- take care of your wife, so we'll we all understand that. <laughs> oh, I took care of her. I got proof of it. I got physical proof. <laughs> yeah, hey, one, I got one uh, time in four years ago. Doesn't doesn't really put a star on your ledger, there, Diaz. <laughs> yeah, we're oh, not. Man. The Sixers are in the middle of a West Coast a mini trip right now. It's a, a daunting trip. Um, so we're not going to have the results of the Portland game. Uh, ho- hopefully, a little retribution for a terrible loss uh, a couple weeks ago. But let's just the last couple of weeks, they've got six wins uh, versus the Lakers, the the Wolves. The Pacers, the Hornets, Brooklyn, uh, and Sacramento the other night, which was a great win, that ugly loss versus Portland. Uh, and then they got Portland again today. So uh, things are looking pretty good. Uh, they've got some weak areas of weaknesses, uh, but they're in first place, which is, you know, uh, win, just win, baby, uh, is what Al Davis used to say. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's open up first. Uh, I got some things I want to go. But, Tank, what, you've been sitting on your hands waiting to talk Sixers. I, I love it. What do you got for me? Well, you know what? They, the Sixers are doing uh, really well this year, and they and they're doing a lot of the things that we've been waiting for them to uh, like grow up and do. Um, as a, as a fan and as a Sam Stinkyite, you are a Sam Stinkyite. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what 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 is a successful season to you? Oh my God! Besides, uh, besides, hold on, hold on. But okay. uh, uh, short of short of winning it all, what is a successful season to you? Because I know what it is to me, but I, I was gonna, I was gonna uh, actually. Th- okay, but before before you go, my successful season is getting past the second round. What is yours? Because you've been sticking with the, the process the entire time, and I've been waiting for you to get your ass back so that you can answer this question for me. I got you, and this this is something Sack and I talked about l- the other night too. Uh, the level jumping and the level. Uh, what I generally when I go when I go after the Flyers, it's not that I really don't want the Flyers to win. I want everyone to be, I want all the Flyers fans or the attitude we give the Flyers to give the Sixers. Yeah, I, I see that sack. I see it. Give me a break. Uh, ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have won more playoff series in the last three years than than Drew has won in the last nine. So let's let's you, take it easy here. You you guys can't see this, but on our uh, on our video feed, uh, currently Sack Masters holding up a broom. <laughs> Uh, we all know the reason why. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. This this is kind of how I see it. And and you know, there's always nuance. And if someone just wants to look it up and and, and be done with it, it's done. It's done. I think there was a big difference. Uh, l- let's say losing in the second round. Obviously, I would like them to advance past the second round. Um, but does that is that the only barometer of success? Let's look at the the last getting swept in the first round. Not successful. The first year when Ben Simmons was a rookie and led the team to a 16-game winning streak, a full 20% of the season at the end of the year, they they went by Miami, and in the second round they lost 4-2 to to Boston. They lost in the second round 4-2, to and they just gave games away. The next year they lost uh, in the second round to the eventual champions on a last-minute, last-second 
shot in game seven. They still lost. And who was on that team? Hold up. They still lost in the second round. So losing it, like losing in the second round is not good. I want them to move fast uh, past that. But if they lose to the Nets with three Hall of Famers, three MVP type players on their team in the second round because of this weird seating thing, am I going to say it was a failure of a year? I look. I looked at this year. Uh, this is a lot of uh, excuse making and apology sounding things uh, that Hollis is yeah, trying to say. Yeah, let, yeah, let me, yeah, let, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So let me let me just be straight here, and I think this is a fair way to look at this team this year. And I and I, I wish more people would kind of just chill out a little bit. Um, I believe I was out like how I'm at how I am with the Eagles right now. That's how I was with the Sixers when they got swept. I thought there was no hope. This is going to be. This is going to suck. Uh, I was out. And, you know, I love the team, which I was going to be out. Then they hired Daryl Morey. He comes in. He makes a couple of changes with, like, a week to go before preseason. No preseason time. No no acclimation um, between this. And they're playing pretty well right now. I think that this year is like, all right, I think this is – let's see what we got here. And then – and I, that doesn't mean I want them to lose. I expect more things next year than this year. They could win the title this year. I think they will be better in 2021, 2022 than this year. So a successful year for me is, yeah, making the conference final would be a successful year. But that doesn't mean losing in the second round is a failure. Getting swept in the first round, bad year. Disappointing and failure. So that's my uh, three-minute answer to your question there, Tank. (laughs) Well, uh, you uh, you kind of still went around everything that I asked you. I was asking you, what is a successful season to you? My only successful season is mainly because this, these guys have been together for, for a few years now, and they should know each other. And but they you, haven't. It's just two guys. Two guys yeah. have been together. And, and those are the key guys. That's right. And so if, when you look at it well, – I, I think you got to bring Tobias Harris into that mix. There's three guys that have been together long enough to know how each other plays. Right, and, and so and so when you get an actual coach that's holding them accountable, I I don't think it's asking asking much to uh, get past the second round because if you remember when this process was started, the process was started was we did not want a bunch of mediocre players getting us to the second round. That's it. Sack. I'm just going to come to Diaz's defense here real quick. I I still think that we are. Oh, stop I, it! No, I, I I'm just. I still think we're too early on in the season to sit here and try and make an expectation of what we can expect in the playoffs. We still need to make sure that Embiid gets through healthy. Can we make a trade? Can we improve this roster? Are we going to continue on this trajectory? What are we going to do when we actually play good teams? We've only played the Lakers one time. So like, you know, like what is, what, that's a fair question to ask Hollis as we get closer to the playoffs, maybe when we're within 20 games left in the season. I, we can ask that question at that time. I, I would say this, though, Sack. That's a good point, and we're in that right now. That Sacramento, you know, everyone knows the Kings are, are sorry and a, and a terrible franchise. They've won seven out of the last eight games before we played them. Their last three games, they beat the Nuggets, the Clippers, and Boston. Those are That was a good team they beat the other night. Portland with, with Lillard is always dangerous. Phoenix is the number three team in the West, and Utah is the best team on the in the league. They play them on 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 Monday night, all on the road. You know, if they went, to, I, I would like them to go two and two, and that's like, oh, you don't care. Th- those are tough games to win on the road. So this is a good barometer. That Lakers game was a good barometer, um, and believe it or not, they're actually leading the league in clutch wins. Believe I, I, it or not. I actually want to get something off my chest right Uh-oh. now. Uh oh, Diaz, you still haven't said what's going to be a successful season. 
<laughs> I mean, I have to see how, how, how it ends. Oh, there's no, no. What is your barometer for a successful season? We got 45 seconds left before we have to call it a day. What do you uh, got? If they, yeah, if they make the conference finals, that's a successful season. That's a successful season. Yeah, it wasn't that so easy. But, it, but that, but see, that's so myopic and and polar. Where it's either this or that, and there's always something in the middle. And I hate that kind of takery. You know? I don't think we need to be bringing bipolar into this at all <laughs> because we only have 20 seconds left, and I'm the king of that. Anyway, <laughs> what is, what is takery? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Once again, we can always and will forever thank our friend John Dorenzi over at Penn Distributor for making this show happen for us, as well as our good friends Mike Tallarita and Sean Brace, The Daily Ticket. Make sure you listen to Aton and, of course, uh, uh, Jansen on Fox Sports, The Gambler from Monday through Friday now. We still have a lot to talk about. We're going to get to it next week. We appreciate you tuning in. Everybody, on behalf of the Green Legion Radio Show, and once again, a congratulations to Chris Sack with Baseball Brunch with Greg Murphy every Sunday during baseball season. We will see you again next week.